Hello and welcome back to Oops More Anime, the podcast where we just can't get enough of anime and uh, our sons are clones of us. I'm Alan Ibrahim from Chats and Scanline Media. I'm Six. I'm the witch from Jupiter. I get stupider. Scanline Media. God, I wish. God, I wish. I should really sign out of work, right? That's a professional thing to do when you're on a podcast. Probably. Okay, done. Hey guys, it's Oops More Anime. What's going on? Uh, uh, I'm currently... Oh, that's disappointing. There's the whole, you know, boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider, so I googled Jupiter bimbofication, and I don't... I'm not getting any interesting results, and that's disappointing. No, like... Uh, did we know the devil fucking horny fan art or anything like that? I mean, if I cl- click to the art tab... Wow, there's only... This is a really short one. There are, like, 20 images, and that's it. And they're not really related. Neither is this discussion related to Mobile Suit Gun of the Witch from Mercury. I mean, yeah, Until just, now, it's... as we discuss episode 6 of the first core of this new Gundam series, it's called A Gloomy Song, and I'm here with your hastily improvised summary. Sing for uh, me, Adam. I'll do my best. Oh, that's what the song is. It's us podcasting. Uh, Sing us a song, talk- you're the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Ooh. Sing us a song about spiders. Um, you got Black Widow and you've got Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> okay, I'm done. The moms are talking. Lady Prosper is confident that her daughter is going to do good things before the cold open even happens. The girls at the school are still playing fortune telling and talking about how mean Elon was to uh, Suleta. Murina is disappointed that she agreed to do it without consenting her. The Jeturk company has fully cut off support for Guel, and he tells his brother to take care of the house as he is booted from Guel house at the school. Uh, it's dual time between Elon and Suleta, and Shadik wants uh, to know more about the Mercurian Miss, supposedly. Uh, Suleta's team's plan is to build a propulsion system out of broken parts with Nika's help, uh, but they risk bankruptcy in case they lose. Meanwhile, Elon's mom says that he's mumbling in his sleep, and we find out that he is... <gasps> A surrogate of the actual Elan Keres, and the one that we've been following is not the original, but in fact a copy. So far, the propulsion plan seems to be working out, and Suleta still felt happier on Elan, even though she feels dumb for not, you know, knowing what's going on, and also being betrayed, honestly. Uh, is very protective of her Beyonce, her fiancé, Suleta. Suleta wants to have a conversation with Elan, and she gets it, and she finally asks, do I annoy you? And says, what if we made today your birthday? Because, you know, he's not, he can have whatever birthday. It's the day that he was born. It's dual time anyways, and Suleta knows what she wants her wager to be. We fight in space this time, and there's lasers, and Guel is watching from below while drinking a cup of coffee in a campsite. Uh, I had some thoughts and questions about the uh, the mechanics of this battle. But meanwhile, Elon goes out of range and nearly leaves the fight area and attacks with his feet lasers. 
Um, but Suleta uses an ability that basically works like an EMP and manages to shoot off uh, his antenna. Elon surrogate has memories of a mother figure of some sort. Um, and Suleta's stake, we learned, was to learn about him. So he finally obliges and tells her some things about his situation. But very not little. enough. Yeah, very little. Very <laughs> tragically little, in fact. Minorine seems a little bit annoyed that her fiancé is uh, talking to this boy in sort of like emotional significant ways. She says so that she can tolerate some minor two-timing. And we end with a very sad scene as they finally, um, Suleta and Elon's uh, surrogate, are supposed to be meeting up. And she, Minorine is like, why isn't he five minutes early? And it turns out he's not only five minutes early. He's actually very late because Elon number four is decommissioned. And Elon number five is being prepared to be reintroduced to the school. And as him and uh, Suleta sing happy birthday to each, to each other, neither of them realize that they are not who they say they are. Very sad. That's why he's late. He's not He's not your boyfriend anymore. He's, he's boyfriend 5.0. <laughs> that was a mess six. What did you think about the episode? Um, it was all right. The fight was really did cool. Did you like... The fight was great. I'm so glad we got it. Actually, was this our first big space fight, like major space fight? I mean, besides the prologue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all the other fights have been, you know, down on the geo front or whatever. Oh, the fake Earth. Mm-hmm. The Earthians. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was excited for the fight. It's it's kind of like at the very worst, which for Mercury at least has good fights. Yeah, that's um, true. Even everyone, even when everything else is boring. Um, can we talk about the Jetturk Company? Sure. Uh, cutting funding for my best friend over here. Have you been enjoying all the fan art of Gwell camping? No, is there fan art? Please. Oh, there's a, there's a, I, I can find it. There's a, there's a mock-up of the, of a certain anime, but instead of saying Yuru camp, it says Gwell camp. It's good. Oh my God. <laughs> it's yes. People have been having fun with this. That's so good. Hold on, let me see if I can find that. I am kind of in love with the idea of Gwell just being like stuck in the woods. <laughs> It's it's hilarious. And he's just sipping on coffee watching the fight from his iPad. Like yeah. it's it's funny too, because it's like he's not watching it on TV and he's like he's got his own little space and uh he's isolated now. It's weird. It's like this is what rich people this is what happens to them when they get kicked out or like they get taken off of their daddy's trust fund. Mm-hmm. Is like now you get to go to the really nice camping site and <laughs> just watch things from afar. You don't you just don't have to participate anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad for the boy. I hope he gets to come back in full force soon. But I love seeing him in camp. Yeah, you know, he's going, he's going on a journey of self-discovery and redemption and whatever, right? I mean, is he? I don't know. I feel like I feel like there is a degree to which this is intended to be him, like, taking time out of the limelight to come back changed. Yeah. Um, I do think that is that is deliberate. Um. And it's an opportunity for him to, like, uh, actually... Oh, Six just sent me the year. He's just edited into the back of, of laid-back camp. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely, the like, the equivalent of the hyperbolic time chamber. Like, I'm going to be out of commission for a bit, but hopefully we come back and he's super strong. That's my prayer, my hope, my dream, is that Guel gets to come back uh, supercharged. Uh just sending me more cool camp i mean art's so good this is the nice thing is because we're having a uh a etlon reset since we're getting a lawn five next and we didn't yeah. we didn't pick this number out of a hat they do say four specifically um 
that means we're going to get like a, th- this new one is able to get, you know, Gwell can beat this guy. It's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, he that's can be 5.0. Yeah. We, so we, we get Elon five. And since Elon five, isn't this character we have a ton invested into, we, you know, like because all the progress of four was erased. Now this is a character who is okay for a Gwell to beat in a duel. There we go. Mm-hmm. They, they reset both of them to make things equal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing about like the the sort of world that we're learning in this episode is that the houses have to pay for their parts and their mobile suits, um, and so we get this like really fun little sequence where everybody in Suleta's house is like, "How the fuck do we pay for our propulsion system?" And I thought to myself, like, when is the last time Gundam has gone into the material like financial cost of building a mobile suit? I, I hear you, and I think that's a good point overall, but when you say, when was the last time, I think it was IBO. I think IBO also cared about this. does do that. Well, yeah, because it's about building a revolution from, yeah, that's true. And there are times where they were like, hey, we don't have the money to fix Barbados right now, so make it work. What are the two mecha things? It's Real Robot and then Super Robot, right? Right. Like the- Mm-hmm. This leans us a little bit more into real robot. I know this is like way more into Super Robot overall as a series, but like mm, I don't uh, think that's true. It, you don't. What's what's real roboty about it? I, guess? I mean, the thing about Super Super Robot versus real robot, I think you're making a distinction of like fantasy versus sci-fi, and that's not the distinction. Um, okay. The distinction is about like them appearing to behave via rules or not. Basically, Mm -hmm. super robots can like can power up because of friendship. Super robots can fire like eye beams for no reason. Super robots like transformations don't necessarily make like geometric sense. Real robots aren't necessarily machines you could build. It's just the fact that the the, the show is like, oh, they operate via rules. And here are those rules. Oh, okay. I figured you're, you know, Mechanista and G co-host, you would know. More about the distinction there than I do, but that, mm. that was that was the feeling I got was like at the very least we're getting some tangible sense that like these things cost money and effort and resources. Yeah, it's it's like I mean I think it's more of a difference of like the interest in the logistics. I mean like to that end I do think you are kind of onto something, right? But it is mm-hmm. something that the genre very often ignores. Like real robot versus super robot isn't about logistics, but it probably should be to some degree. Like. Gundam Wing should be less real robot because they're just like, haha, robot machine go burr, and they press a button and it makes right. 50,000 right. mobile dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not, you know, or like, I mean, even, you know, using that example again, you have the example of, and maybe this does play more into super robot versus real robot. The Leo is a piece of crap that can't do shit unless you put Hero Yui in it, and suddenly it can take more damage. And you're like, so that's hmm. more super robot. <laughs> Logically speaking, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I think I see. I understand the distinction at least a little bit better. Um, I guess it's it's what what's weird though is like in this show we have people with like like surrogates clones with glowy eyes, which to me is very like you know like I said, not something that you can make mechanically make sense. But then like. We have to build this. We have to fund it. We have to get a mechanical team. Like they they really do care about the like intricate the technicality behind doing a mobile suit fight it's not just like we have suits because we said so like so many other mecha anime are Mm -hmm. Uh, that's something i'm like finding really interesting about it uh they're not doing a ton of it but when they do it's like oh this is really fun yeah um but going back into the like clone stuff how did 
did did we predict the the Elon surrogates thing? Were you surprised? Were you how'd you feel about that? I mean, it didn't know exactly what shape it was going to take. I think it being literally them taking like poor kids and turning them into Elons yeah. is uh is rough because we do get that shot when it's the happy birthday scene. We get his mom and we can see that they're in a rundown house and it's very easy to put two and two together and be like, okay, they're they're like buying poor kids from impoverished families and turning them into Elons. And they're, like, doing surgery on them to make them look like him also? Is that what's happening? They must be, yeah. I mean, they talk about, like, like getting your face back and stuff. Um, you know, they might That's have some super really... science way other than other than a literal surgery, but the difference is negligible. Well, and what's fun is people in the, you know, people in the Crunchyroll comments, which is, like, my only <laughs> at-a-glance look at the community around the show. Not great resource, but regardless. A lot of them were like, oh, my God, they introduced cyber new types. And it's like, well... What's crucially different is that they weren't like built. They aren't androids. They are like people whose lives were given up to do this. Well, so were so were cyber new types. Were they? Oh, those are enhanced. Those aren't like built. Well, because I I feel like Gundam has done like four different versions variants of this. Absolutely. Where sometimes they're absolutely. Sometimes they, they are like yeah. Sometimes they are built people. Sometimes they are usually they are enhanced people. In this case, it's like a super soldier thing. Yeah, I mean, like, even within UC, you have, like, okay, so you have cyber new types like for Murasame, kind of one of the one of the OGs, right? Yeah. Where her whole thing is, like, uh, if I do good, they'll give me my memories back. Because she has a memory of memories from before she was a cyber new type. She was a normal girl they did this to. Um, but then also, same series later on, Double Zeta, you have the plus line and plus is just a regular new type. And then plus two is a cyber new type or just a clone who be is a new type because the original was a new type or a clone who is a new type because the original was a new type and then is cyber enhanced. Or then you have a uh, fucking what's his name? Froofy boy. Shadik. No, in, in uh double Zeta. Um, oh, uh... give me one sec. I will have this in yeah. instant. Unless, unless Hama Hama also has other meanings outside of Gundam. God damn it. Um, Mashimer, who Mashimer Chow, yeah. we're not clear entirely on what his deal is, but probably he's another dude who gets turned cyber new type. What we do know is certainly by the end, he has been cyber new type eyes because Haman has a line about, mm, we put too much cyber in that boy and he exploded. Right. He went boom, boom. Um. So as you say, like UC has it all over the place. Other... Gundam shows had have it all over the place where there are, you know, like clones, there are completely artificial people, there are people who are normal and get turned, there are people who are normal as a like as an embryo and then get like altered in vitro and put genes in them. Yeah, 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 it's 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 all over the damn place, and that's why this comparison gets so messy. Um, I was it's interesting because earlier today I was actually reading about uh, Chloe Crochet. Uh, Chloe Crochet, I suppose I should say, who Oops. she is um, the original pilot of the Pale Rider. Oh, um, she is a basically the one year war prototype for cyber new types. Oh, interesting. And it's just kind of interesting, just just that I happen to be reading this on the same day. That's like, oh, and we're going to talk about, you know how all this like oh. the the Gundam's history of modified people whether modified from birth or before birth or during life or what you know whatever is uh is a mess and i think that is 
by design, right? I think the process is messy and thus they want their, our understanding of it to be messy. And it's going to be fleshed out more and we're going to see mm-hmm. different versions of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Next Alana like is going to be a Playboy. Oh. I would watch it. Good, because you have to. <laughs> I'm sworn to duty. I mean, you could walk away from this podcast. I would allow it, but. Yeah. And like any good uh, Gundam Gundam character, Elon is also found. He spends a lot of this episode like sleeping in bed, miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the moment when you see the real one really like fucked with me because it, there's also something, something about the metaphor of, you know, you use poor people to take, to do all the work and then you are just sitting there rich and you give them your face and pay them nothing and allow them to live, I guess. Like, it's not really a life that Elon Four gets to have. No. It's a, it's literally like a surrogacy. It's like you get to step in for someone else until you're not needed, and then we just turn you off. Like, it's very sad and also, like, thematically interesting in a way that Gundam hasn't, like, explicitly been for me in a while. Um, so I just really like this. I thought this was a good direction to take his character and the shutting down of number four and turning on of number five, which, like really elegantly parallels Suleta's plotline in this episode because she is still so concerned with like, you know, I was being manipulated, but she doesn't get why exactly. Like she still is like understanding that, that things aren't what she understand, what she thinks, but she doesn't exactly know why. And there's something really sad about that too. Uh, you know, Miorine is like saying like, Oh, what a shame. She says Bakami tied to her at one point, which made me laugh. <laughs> um, I know it just means what it like, you know, what a shame or whatever, but, uh, you know, that protective nature of the two of them and this feeling of like, oh, Alon was never going to be nice to you. It's like, do you guys understand why he's doing this? Like the, the tragedy, it's the, it's the Gundam like miscommunication thing. Mm-hmm. They don't understand each other across the battlefield. Right. Uh, that's pretty, so it's all there. It's, it's like, this is the thing like with Mercury's doing all the thing, all it's checking all the boxes slowly, you know, we're six episodes in, but, but like. I don't know. I haven't really watched a Gundam show week to week before uh, in a very long time, at least. So maybe this was like this pace that it was happening in other series, but we had all of them ahead of us. Well, and part of the problem is I'm losing patience with Suleta. Yeah. You want her to kind of like figure out what's going on a little faster? I mean, not that. I mean, like it's I mean, there is a little bit of that, like the fact that she isn't able to understand that Ariel is special when faced with so much fucking evidence of that is a little (laughs) annoying. But also she's just she is like I, we talked about it last time and I hate to use the term again but I don't know what else to do she's being made into such a cinnamon roll it's truly obnoxious the fact that she's like oh I don't know why we're fighting oh no I guess if there's one thing I want is that we could understand each other better it's like for fuck's sake say something that a person would say please god well and what bumps me out is that I think other people around her know what's going on and they're just not telling her they're like I imagine at least I think Miorine knows a little bit more about what's going on and is, like, not talking about it. I mean, she is... I don't think she knows what's going on with Alon, if that's what you mean. But... Sure. I don't think... I don't think probably anyone does at this point. Um, but who, who... Any of the kids, I mean. Um, but, like... She is saying, like, hey, this is all a game to them so they can get some sort of advantage. And she's saying that to Soleta, and Soleta just isn't listening. Right. And it's just like, I, I am not saying I like selfish people, right? But Mm -hmm. Suleta so far has been portrayed as so unselfish that she doesn't seem like a human. 
And not in like uh she's beyond human, just like she's written badly. Um, I think she can be really fun, but I need to see her invested in herself or I can't care. When her being challenged to a fight and being called annoying by someone she was trying to help and all she wants is to understand them better. It's like, that's, that's so sugary sweet. I, it's making my teeth hurt and I eat candy every night. So. (laughs) Right. No, it's, it's, it's for sure a little bit. Her naivete is like taking a little bit too long uh, mm-hmm. and especially like this is something that definitely other shows have done faster but protagonists in the gundam franchise have figured out what's going on even in like victory gundam for example like he knows what's going on faster than this uh or knows that like he's being harmed in some way or abused in some way and just have her but do Solidus, something selfish Silita is still still she's still fully in the like what i just want to have friends and talk to boys and get people's phone number. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about, war. And it's like, dog, you're at the rich people's school where they train you to be killing machines. Like, you started there. Mm-hmm. We didn't, like, go to regular school for a couple years and think, like, oh, I thought it was this. It's like, how long is it going to take her to do something? Or like you said, yeah, just, like, be selfish. Be something other than entirely pure good. Have have a, Have a stake in a duel that is something that is good for you and not for the other person. Yeah. Stop like stop making your your stake something like do better at school for God's sake. Or a stake is you're gonna talk to me like his stake is like I'm gonna take your mobile suit, and hers is like I want to have a nice conversation where you have to be honest with me like talk. <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. Mm-hmm. She's just she's not escalating at nearly the pace that everyone else is, and I know that that's like it's her naivete that is the point. But like we we get it. I yeah. don't think the viewer is stupid. I think and I think. I don't think Suleta is supposed to be written as stupid either. I think she just doesn't know and should be figuring things out by now, at least a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, w- I want her to like, like say like, okay, like, yeah, win a duel and her stake is next time someone challenges me, you have to fight them instead. I'm yeah. sick of this. Also, she just has like, she's really, the plot armor thing is not helping. The fact that she consistently cleanly wins every fight like most battle anime, you know, your Dragon Balls uh, or your Hunter x Hunter or whatever is, uh, Hunter x Hunter, excuse me, uh, they work because the protagonist doesn't perfectly win every single time. They go through trouble. They have issues. Yeah, they usually win. They win most of the time. And at the end of the day, they win. But there are like issues along the way. Whereas like this exact fight happened with Guel and Elan last week. And Elan lost, lost despite or I guess maybe two weeks ago, I don't remember. Um, he lost despite, like, being a competent pilot. Mm-hmm. So Lita only wins because, like, the the uh, her mobile suit can, like, survive these laser blasts. Well, exactly the same hmm. thing happens where Alon shoots the lasers and it's like, oh, it broke all of Girl's legs. And it just doesn't break all of her legs. It does, though. She when just move. The, like, the hits she gets work exactly the same way. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, like... <sighs> She does win based on how powerful Ariel is, as opposed to how yeah. skilled she is. But Ariel is actually powerful, right? Like, what happened? The lasers that hit her, the first one hits a bit, and there is a sequence that I is is one of my favorite like bits of a fight, like fight moments in Gundam now, which is mm-hmm. the other bits rallying to defend a disabled bit. It's the so bit, yeah. cool, wild. Um, and then when the when they she gets stun lasers that hit on her actual body, Ariel does stop moving. She has lost mm. like servo control. It just doesn't disable her. I assume permit disabling field because of how it works, not EMP. But I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, and she does lose the propulsion system pretty quickly, which mm-hmm. almost seems like it's going to turn the tide because that was the whole point of the first third of the episode. Yeah, but she still just wins. I mean, the, the they're they're serious. a thing I think about a lot with this is uh, a mahjong anime called Akagi, right? Mm-hmm. Which Akagi is about this guy who is doing like like illegal mahjong gambling. He's playing in games with you know yakuza and other organized crime. And the stakes are really high, right? And you're like, yeah. Akagi is going to win the match, right? The stakes are mm. too high for him to lose the match. But mm-hmm. for the first half of that show, it's like, but he loses lots of hands. And times when it seems like like he gets cornered, right? They're able to put him in bad situations. And then the second half of that show is one where they're like, oh, and whenever you lose, you're going to lose blood, Right. We have you have you hooked up to a machine that's going to suck your blood out when you lose points and they do the math. And it's like, okay, if he loses a single hand at this point, he'll instantly die. And there are like 10 episodes left. And it's like, well, okay, then he won't Mm -hmm. lose a single hand. You have ruined the tension. Right. Exactly. Exactly the same thing. And this is yeah, because the stakes are so high of like, okay, well, she can't lose Ariel. That wouldn't the show would stop. Yeah. So that means there's no tension. Her loss. Correct. It's it's kind of frustrating just from a like like interesting plot standpoint. Like I want them to go there, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that like in terms of Soleta being ignorant, I think that is something they can fix in a one scene. Just give me one scene where she goes like, "Oh wait, what are we all working for, anyways?" Like she just needs to investigate, or Miorina needs to tell her one thing, and then like we'll get it. She just hasn't had that moment yet, and it's like really frustrating because she just kind of bumbles her way to victory and we're supposed to be happy about it. And I am happy about it, you know, but, mm. uh, that then, and, and also her like naivete is why the ending is like affecting to me. Um, so I guess I'm torn about it because she does like EMP this fight to win. She pulls a lot out of the thing and she's asking him like questions about himself. Um, do you recall like what he tells her? He says like, I did have someone long ago who believed in me and who would celebrate my birthday. I think. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Great. That's so frustrating. That's so frustrating. I wish you could just tell her. And I mean, it's like, what's going to happen when a lawn number five walks in and she's like, hey, we had a deal. You lost the duel. And he's going to be like, I don't remember that. And the dueling committee is going to be like, well, you made a promise, buddy. Like, what is that? That, you know, what's actually going to happen is this will never come up again. The, I mean, obviously, their relationship will come up again. The stake won't. The fact that the stake was made and will not be fulfilled is not going to ever come up again. No, I don't think he can. I don't think it will. At least, it's just, yeah. I think it's careless. Well, and because the school probably knows about the the Elon situation, so they're not going. No one's going to tell her. They're just going to leave this initi- leave this a secret, and she's going to be like, that's weird. Alon's been acting distant lately. Mm-hmm. Huh, I don't know why. He's He was late to that meeting. Um, and that's why I, I was thinking, like, maybe this would make more sense if Miorine knows more than she does. Sure. But she also is like, I guess he's late because he's a piece of shit. He should have been five minutes early, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, yeah, then we, we get Elon number five. Yeah. The fucking happy birthday sequence. Only because I watched the prologue. I like turned to my roommate who's watching this show with me and he didn't watch the prologue. And I was like, oh, fuck, we got to go back to watch the prologue. We have to. If they're doing the, if they're referencing the happy birthday thing, kind of. I know it's obviously because they said in this too, but mm-hmm. 
It's his birthday. <sighs> yeah. So both of us are right, you know, because I said Alon's a bad guy, and you were like, no, he isn't, and we were we were literally both right. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like you were right on a technicality of like, oh, there's yeah. another Alon who is actually bad. <laughs> the Alon Prime is bad. Yes, that's sure. Definitely the true. one who we the met and been, have been talking, talking about is good. <laughs> is not. Yeah. yeah correct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody top comment by the way is killing percentage of Suleta's happy birthday song one hundred percent. She does have a, a good a good KDA when when singing that one. Yeah. Uh, any other quick hits from the episode you want to talk about? Um, I like um I like the initial scene with uh Belle who we learn you know uh Elon's mom's full name is Belmaria Winston. We learn Belmaria Winston. Yeah. And the scene with her talking to Elnora, aka Lady Prospera, Prospera Mercury, um, mm-hmm. the speed with which. Pros- like Prospera sizes her up and just shuts her down of like, oh, this is an encounter that she she was like, okay, I know someone over at Pell yeah. knows gun format stuff. Yep. And she and, and, and Bella's like, okay, oh, clearly you're going for revenge. You can't do that because and Pe- Prospera's like, remind me how many people are dying because you don't know how to do fucking science. Bye! <laughs> and, and just like owned. As she's walking away, like looking at Pell from the back, she looks so small and so defeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's rough. The parents are fighting each other. Just like the Jeddak is, the family is fighting the corporations. Like all of these adults and families are fighting each other. But so rarely do we have the adults fight, and there's a clear winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is not like a oh mysterious. It's like damn, you just got owned. You should go home. Yeah, <laughs> you should go home and be a family woman. Uh, the um, other thing I like from this. Um, is Lily Kay continues to be like my low key favorite background character, the girl from Earth House with the sort of brown braids and the big smile, because oh, yeah. she does she does such the homie move here, where she like last time she was like, oh, you have a crush on you have a crush on Elon, that's so great, and then Elon is shitty to Soleta, and Lily Kay is immediately like, I always thought that guy sucked. Go on, like you. Good for you, Suleta. Stand up for yourself. And then Suleta <laughs> it makes the the stake of being like, you know, like I want, you know, you have to tell me more about you. And she's immediately back on board with the ship again. She's just like, listen, wherever Suleta is at, I don't need to know how she got there. I am with her. <laughs> we the could homie, all use a friend like Lily Kay, exactly. Yeah. Uh, she's hilarious and wonderful. Um, my favorite background detail was another choo choo. Uh, pose in this episode where they had her like slav squat mm-hmm. <laughs> while they're yeah. talking about the mechanics, which was hilarious. Um, I just sent you a Lily K shot, but also in Lily that Kay's same great. scene, yeah, people are there's a lot of choo choo art these days. People like choo choo, like her, yeah, she's got a good vibe, she's giving off great vibes. Um, I still think the fucking salad boy is better. <laughs> I want him his time to shine it's very badly. I don't know that he'll get it, boy but. Yeah, she does. Why do I call him Salad Boy? Wasn't he eating a salad at one point? Yeah. He was eating an egg once. It was an egg. Egg Boy. Egg Boy. Okay, you were saying? That means something else. You can't say that. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> what could that mean? Google. Oh! <laughs> um, the only other thing is also another little note. I like them establishing, like, hey, since, as you mentioned, like, we have to pay for repairs and Earth House doesn't have any money. We are going to fund your duels via betting on you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I had a funny moment. This is not at all related, but I just wanted to tell you about it. Um, I was playing GTA Online with some friends last night. Not the best game ever, but, you know, it's it's fun to mess around. Just second. With. Second best, yeah. Yeah, second. God. It's, I mean, listen, it's, it's no Majora's Mask, but. There it is. <laughs> uh, in that game, when you do missions or races, you can bet on who's going to win. And we were trading wins so that we could get, like, a win 50 races prize or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we would all just bet on the winner. And none of us were getting money. And then I was like, that's really weird. Is it a glitch? Why are we not getting money even though we all bet on the, the winner? And then I bet on someone else by accident, and everyone else got money. And I go, what the fuck? Oh, betting. That's how betting, that's works. How betting works. You have to bet against someone else who's betting against you. That's, yeah. Yeah, there's no house uh, in those bets. Yeah, the house doesn't w- always win if we are all the house. Um, Damn. And my, my <laughs> yeah, think about Society that. F- <laughs> It is it is voting day today when we're recording this. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go vote after this. Good for you. I just voted. Uh, my last detail from the episode, the part where they're like, Suleta, you need to get a better propulsion system. And she's like, well, I mean, it's fine. What if we don't get one? Like, they're like, then you lose. And then she's like, okay, what happens if we lose? And they, two of the guys yell at her in all caps, bankruptcy. <laughs> you fuck. It's like, of course, going back to cinema roll, she's like, I'll do my best. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I thought the bankrupt that was just a funny line. It's a funny anime sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what our I'm... final? Uh... Yeah, go ahead. But I just had a realization. Oh, what's up? Remember before this show came out, and we yeah. were like, a Gundam show with a girl as a main character—that's gonna go bad, right? Yeah, they're so gonna. Far, so good. No. Oh. Because she's not really the main character yet. Oh, yeah. She is in all the episodes, but nothing has been about her, really. It has been centered on her, but not about her. She is a, like, it's like when you get to make your own character in an Otome game, right? She's always in the scenes, and everyone's always talking to her, Everyone but it's never her about her like actual, It's okay, there are a few exceptions, but almost never actually about her interiority or character development. I think they're doing the job of fleshing out the ensemble. I think when you have a show that's like centered on one main person, I don't want every episode and every moment to be about them. I want to know who the other people... Because that's like something I often feel left hollow by other Gundam shows. It's like, okay, I got the Amuro Power Hour, but like, what's up with Ryu? I wanted way more Ryu. That's fair. But I... I yeah, it's just as... You know, it's it goes back to what we were saying earlier of like, we're six episodes in and she hasn't learned anything or matured at all. At all. Yeah. I think that's 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 got to be a priority. My things I want to come soon are are Suleta maturity, Shuddy Zanelli fight, and uh, Guel Jederick uh, opens up a how he builds a house on the campgrounds. Just a log cabin. Uh, it's actually Suleta Mercury, not Suleta maturity. They sound very similar in Japanese. Suleta maturity. <laughs> they don't. Oh, <laughs> similar. I'm just being a pain in the ass. Next week's episode is called Shall We Gundam? Which fucking... Can Translation. Only, it can only make me think of the fucking uh, games that get advertised to me every time I open up the app store of Shall We Date? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Shall We Gundam, my liege? I, I hope that isn't just a fun name. I hope we get some cool discussion of Gund format stuff. I'm not going to say don't hold out hope, but I'm just going to say keep check your your expectations. Yeah. I mean, it also, they get read by different people, and that one gets read by Prospera. 
Oh, which could could not mean anything, but also could mean that like, you know, the whole thing is she's being allowed to stay there based on we'll give you data from this. And number one, the main people who were into that idea were pale, right? Based Mm -hmm. on like, oh, great. That data will be great for us. And they'll be upset that they lost and wanting to get something out of this. And then also they've shown off this magical EMP, which doesn't turn off machines. It seems to shut down permit connections, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure that out exactly because it stops the bits. It stops Elon's data storm, right? From the gun format, but it also stops the Haro. And I'm like, is the Haro have permit in it? Or, I mean, cause I feel like it can't just turn off electronics or Elon would have died because his fucking life right. support would have turned off. Exactly. So I'm just I just to was out. giggling because I, I imagined like we're season three into the show because it's so successful and they can't cancel it. And so they're like, okay, who else can she fight in the school? And it's like, <laughs> Mio Renee comes on the radio. Suleta, this is your toughest fight yet. Be prepared. She's like, I'll do my best. We cut over and it's a fucking Haro in a mobile suit, and he's like, Haro, ikimasu! <laughs> and then we get a we get a shot. Missiles. We get a shot of uh, like Lily K with an eye patch and a scar, going, "Yeah, Haro, fuck him up," because we've missed a whole character arc with her. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you jump back to the show in like a year, two years, it's gonna be wild. You're, I kind of <laughs> hope it gets wild. You're gonna yeah. it's, you're gonna come back to the start of the show, and you're gonna be you're gonna be treating Lily K like you treat that fucking lady from Chainsaw Man. You're like, oh, I fucking hate this lady. <laughs> oh. I love how much I hate this one, this <laughs> nasty woman. This nasty, nasty woman. Uh, anyway. <laughs> starting to get starting to sound like you got some personal experience we should talk about. Off uh, the air. <laughs> it's time for the plug zone. All right. Well, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can DM me if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, feedback for Scanline Media or any of our shows. DMs are open. And then you can find my work at scanlinemedia.com, the newly redone, rebuilt scanlinemedia.com, and also uh, patreon.com slash scanlinemedia, not rebuilt, just as it is. Whoa, this looks awesome. I didn't know you guys did it. Yeah, we're still working on it, but yeah. Have you not kept up with our whole fucking saga? No, I know about the saga. Yeah, obviously you've told me about it, but I didn't know (laughs) where it ended up going. Yeah, um, I think we need to make some change because right now, as I'm saying this, it doesn't show featured images on the front page because for a uh-huh. bit those were broken. And so we're like, oh, we'll just take them away. Um, but they're fi- they're work- working now, so we should put them back. Did you? Oh, are these? These are just not. These are. It says recent, but this isn't a new episode of Star Sign. Uh, that's uh, archival. You're, we're, uh, you're re-archiving everything. Right. So just... <sighs> So that what I'm talking, what we're talking about is clear. Uh, one of our shows is a podcast called Scanline Tabletop, which is an actual play podcast where we play, you know, tabletop role playing games. Um, and it's actually existed for a number of years over on our Patreon as a as a backer reward. Um, but now it is available for everyone. And so as we release, we're releasing new episodes as they come out. But we're also gradually re-releasing old ones. So um, not to like gatekeep, just so we don't flood the feed with a bunch. Yeah. But yeah, every week you're getting a new episode uh, that used to be monthly. So, yum! Very exciting. Yeah, we'll get to the episode with you before long. Oh, well, that's a that was a really fun episode, really memorable. Yeah, you, you we're really I, I really enjoyed your performance on that app. Mm. I also enjoy your performance on. 
Chats, the television podcast, C-H-A-T-Z, colon, a television podcast where my best friend Magellan and I watch cult classic TV shows every week, like it's a TV book club or something. That can be found at chatspod.com or patreon.com slash chatspod. Excellent. Excellent. What's what's the latest on chats? Oh, we are loving Sense8. It, I know the show's going to get stupid. It's already stupid, though, and it's the good kind of stupid, and I love how brashly, boldly queer it is. Um, also, speaking of chats, we uh, recently put out our second part of our Should You Watch for House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. Uh, so if you're interested in those shows, we also do a podcast called Should You Watch, where every three months we watch new shows and tell you if they're worth uh, your time. So yeah. uh, you can check all those things out at, at the aforementioned website. Boy, that's all yeah. we got. All right. Fantastic. Well, um, until next time, folks. Read on. Kingdom News!